This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tuesday to you and you and you and you and you. Uh, welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entry. We are covering Darcy and Stacy. I just love these girls. I just think that they are pure TV gold. Uh, season four, episode seven, hits and misses. We're going to jump right into it. But before we do, um, bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Super chats and super stickers are always welcomed and encouraged. Uh, shout out to the live chat. Amanda's in the house. Hey, Joslo. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Shelly. St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, love your channel and happy to be here for our live. Oh, thanks, Shelly. Welcome. Everyone say hi to Shelly. All right, you guys, I'm going to get into it because I had a blast with these two today. So the scene, the episode opens up with Darcy working out, which, you know, we find all fascinating because, you know, Darcy herself has admitted it's been a long time since she's worked out. And if you guys follow my social media, you know that Darcy and Stacy recently went to Turkey, even though, you know, there's so much going on over there and got some, quote, Barbie touch-ups. And I'm just like, I don't know, you guys. I'm all about a nip and a tuck here and there, if, if that makes you feel beautiful. But at the same time, like, at what point is enough enough? So I was actually impressed that she's decided to just go old school and, and work out. So here she is at the park. And I got to admit, I was surprised that she, A, she was super flexible and B, that she pulled off this headstand. Y'all, she put off a headstand in the middle of the park and she was like getting it. And I was like, go ahead, Darcy. So she started off with this yoga-ish pose and y'all, she got it up there. She got it up there. She did a full-on headstand and I was surprised by it. Um, So, you know. Go ahead, Darcy. I see you. I see you. So she's working out, but she's also full of angst, right? She's full of angst because she got a message from Florian uh, saying that Georgie was in town and she's freaking out about it. And, you know, she has to do her thing that she does, which is, you know, her self-awareness and 
her affirmations and all of that. So she's like, I deserve happiness. I deserve love. And while she's doing this, you guys, she's hugging herself. I deserve happiness. I deserve love. And then she's like, yes, I deserve to be love. And then she goes ahead and she kisses her heart. I was like, this poor thing. This poor thing. Um, Yuli says, do it, girl. Jocelyn says, I was impressed. And Amanda says, angry headstands. Get it, queen. So yeah, I was I was impressed too that she actually pulled it off, but I was also not surprised that she's realizing that, you know, she might have a little bit more inner work to do, you guys. And I've said this a long time. I've said that I think that Darcy and Stacy have some childhood trauma that they haven't dealt with. I feel like Darcy, and even in this episode, she admits what I've been saying for a long time, that I think that she doesn't love herself enough. She doesn't respect herself enough. She doesn't think she's worthy in all of those things. And hence she gets in all these crazy entanglements and it's not just not a good look for her because at the end of the day, she gets her heart broken. Right. And if you don't love yourself, how can someone else love you? You know what I mean? So I feel for them. So anyways, she's in the park. She's releasing all her anger and frustration that Georgie is in Miami. Now, you know, Miami's Miami's a big town, right? You can or you can't see him. It's not like you're going to run into him if you don't want to run into him. You don't have to go to dinner. You don't have to do anything if you don't really want to. But, you know, I'm still sticking with my prediction that her and Georgie are getting back together 100%. Like, I'm just 100% convinced of that. Uh, <clears throat> so... She's like, I can't get distracted because, you know, I am busy right now and I have things I need to think about. She has her date with Cicero coming up. She's recording a new song. She's launching a new collection. And so she wants to make sure that she focuses on all of those things rather than focusing on Georgie. Although you can already tell that it's affected her that Georgie's in town. So fast forward, we're in the studio. Uh, because for the launch party, y'all, Darcy and Stacy, as you know, have, they have like a whole, if you go on like Spotify or wherever, they have like a whole bunch of songs that they recorded that they used to think that they were artists back in the day. And so they've decided that they're going to record a new song um, with Phil, who's a producer who they've worked for before. Phil was actually one of the one producers that produced their first song called Always in Our Heart. And apparently it was a ballad. I haven't heard it yet, but I am going to look it up. And it was dedicated to the loss of their brother, which I thought was quite sweet, right? Hey, Raydella. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, so they get to the studio and Stacy arrives first. And Stacy's like, you know, I'm excited. I'm ready to do this. And I'm ready to make some music. And then Darcy comes in and she's coming in hot, you guys. She's coming in hot. Darcy's still pissed, right? Because when Darcy is on one, she's on one. And she's been on one, I think, pretty much this whole season. And reason being, she doesn't know how to be single. And she takes it as a weakness. And she's mad that her sister has someone. She's mad that her sister is renewing her vows. She's mad at all the things, right? And so she comes in and she's coming in hot. She's pissed that that 
Stacy is there and Stacy must have known that Georgie was in town and she didn't give her a heads up. So she storms in, you guys. And instead of sitting right beside Stacy on the couch, she, she sits uh, by the producer, Phil, in a separate chair. And she's like, you know what? I can't believe it. I'm pissed. You didn't give me a heads up about Georgie. And Stacy just looks at her because really, this is not the time nor the place. Because we've got this guy, Phil, and this is his face, y'all. He's looking at these two twins having a full-on meltdown in his studio. And Stacy's like, looking at Darcy, like, hey, listen, this is not the time nor the place. We don't need to talk about this right now. And Darcy's like, yes, we do. We need to talk about it right now. And then she freaks out on Stacy. And calls her all the things, says all the things, you guys. And Phil's face is looking at them. And finally, um, he's like, uh, you know, this, we can't do this. And Darcy's like, well, this is throwing me off balance when, you know, I've already done the inner work that I need to do for love and for happiness. And this throwing my chi off and I can't understand why you would do this to me. I, I put in so much, oh Lord, all that. So then <laughs> she texts Stacy and says, because Stacy's like, wow, you, you got a lot going on. She's like, well, you got a lot going on too. You've got that bridezilla thing going on. And Phil's like, whoa, whoa, okay. Okay, we only have the studio for two hours. <laughs> what I'm not about to do is be your therapist. What I'm not about to do is be like the ring um, referee. Like, I'm not doing any of that. Like, none of that. So he's like, do y'all want to make music or do y'all want to fight? Because whatever it is, let's keep it pushing. So they decide that they're going to hash, the, like they're going to squash the beef just for right now so that they can make some beautiful music. So they're feeling beautiful. They're feeling fierce. They're rising above. They're rising to the top. Respect. All these random words, you guys. All these random words, which I love about Darcy and Stacey. And they talk about how lyrics just come to them. They say whatever comes to their mind. They feel the, the songs. They feel the music. They feel the words. They talk their songs and they make hits. And they head to the top. Respect. <laughs> what does that even mean? And now you know what time it is. Those of you guys that follow me, you know what time it is. It is time for the mic and the auto-tune. So they write this song, and here is one of the lyrics. <sighs> okay, wait. Okay, wait. I'm on top, hair done, nails did, I can't stop. I'm on top, bag check, respect, what I got, I'm on top. <laughs> doing it and doing it and doing it big, doing it and doing it and doing it big. 
So they really believe in their talents and they really believe in their music. Thanks for using. Thanks for using. Stacy's like, I got swag. I got that silver swag. And Darcy's got the raspy voice. And between the two of us, we make hits. Meanwhile, Phil's like, yeah, they're not the greatest of singers. Um, they do just enough, he said, to get by. But that's what technology is for. And he goes on to say, in order for them to pull this off, it's going to need an act of God. <laughs> but he says, you can't tell them that they can't do something. They're fearless, which I love about them. Like, you can't say, hey, you suck, or you can't say, like, your clothing sucks, your singing sucks, or whatever. They are fearless. They do what they want to do, and they think that they're amazing at it, and I can't be mad at that. <laughs> Diana, I wonder who has more number ones, the twins or Usman? <laughs> so Darcy's still pissed off at Stacy, right? Um, because Georgie's in town and she just can't shake it. So she's trying to make sure that whatever like that negative energy is that she goes ahead and get releases it. I need to release the negative energy out with the negative in with the positive. I deserve love. I deserve respect. I deserve a Lamborghini. I deserve an accent. I deserve to be a powerful couple. I deserve to be married. I deserve... Okay, you get the point. So she's out with the negative, in with the positive, and breathe, and breathe. So She's trying to get out the negative energy, but it's messing with her headspace, and she's worried. <laughs> she's worried. <laughs> Y'all are killing me in the live chat. She's worried that Georgie's already seeping into her soul, and he already is, right? He already is seeping into her soul because she's spending all this time thinking about it. And honestly, you guys, <laughs> hey, C. Cruz. If she didn't care, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't put any energy in it. And I, I urge you to think about anyone that you've ever dated and broken up with, and you didn't want to be with them. You kind of don't care about it. Like I wish you well, peace and love, and you keep it pushing. You don't spend time like having to like kiss your heart and release the energy and all this. So yeah, there's a healing time, but after that, you just keep it pushing. You don't dwell on the person. If my ex came into to Los Angeles, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, he's in Los Angeles. I can't, I can't believe it. And I can't think and I can't work. And I, I'll like, calm down, just calm down. So meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Georgie and Florian, who are notorious for not working, decided that they are going jet skiing. Now, I have to tell you that I absolutely love Florian. I think that Florian is really the star of the show. He is so hilarious that I don't even know what to do with it. So 
they've decided that the boys are going to go and have a day of jet skiing. Now, mind you, Florian does not know how to swim. But in Florian's words, I know afraid to water, but I don't understand to swim. I know, I know can swim. I know it's not good things to drive the jet skis and you not can swim, but I like to take risks. Boy, bye. First of all, go ahead and put that life jacket on because if anything does happen and you can't swim, everyone's going to have to rescue. Coast Guard's out. Georgie, we find out, excuse me. Yeah, Georgie, we find out, used to be a lifeguard. And he makes this Baywatch reference. He's like, he's David and Florian would be Pamela Anderson. <laughs> so if Florian goes ahead and flips in the water, he'll jump into the water and save him from drowning. <sighs> Florian goes on to say, I don't know. I don't have frayed. I don't care. I just don't have frayed. And that, my friends, I highlighted because that was the line of the episode. I don't know. I don't have frayed. I don't care. I just don't have frayed. Don't have frayed, people. Go and live your life. Don't have frayed. <sighs> so they're talking, they're jet skiing. And Florian just really wants Georgie and Dar Darcy to squash their beef and have no drama. So he texted Darcy to let her know that Georgie was in town and that he wants them all to get together for dinner. And Darcy hasn't responded, right? So <clears throat> meanwhile, Florian, he's putting in the work, you guys. So he's saying, listen, I want to get back to with Darcy. I love her so much. And Florian's like, you know what? That's not a good idea right now. You guys should just be friends. This should just be squashing the beef so you all don't mess up my wedding. I'm trying to make Stacy happy. And if Stacy's happy, then she's going to get off my back and I won't have to find a job. But if she's unhappy, she's going to continue to force me to try to find a job. So happy wife, happy life. <laughs> don't have frayed. Put that on a shirt. That part, Shelly. You're reading my mind. So <clears throat> Florian's like, listen, Georgie, don't do all of that. Just squash the beef because really it's not a good idea for you to try to get back with Darcy right now because Darcy's dating a guy named Cicero. He's rich. He drives a nice car. He hangs out with famous people. And Florian is like, so just back off and don't do anything. And Georgie's like, well, love is more important than money. And I'm not jealous because that guy has money. You know, you still need to have a connection. You still need to love each other. It's not just about money. Um, okay, so let me just backtrack. Okay, because for the past two years that you were with Darcy, you didn't work. It was all about the love. And clearly, love was not enough right? Darcy was tired of having a third child, meaning you. She was tired of sponsoring you, paying for everything, all the things. And now that you are forced to have to get a job, you went back to working because you had to work. 
So for you to sit here and say, oh, it's not all about money. Well, of course it's not all about money, but you can't survive. Love don't pay the rent, my friend. See, Cruz says, remember him crying for the fur coat? <laughs> not only was he crying for the fur coat, see, Cruz, but remember it was actually Darcy and Stacy's birthday. And so they were getting gifts for themselves and he wanted in on the gift train, even though it wasn't his special day. <clears throat> Renee says, this is the first season of Darcy and Stacy that I've watched. Does he want Darcy and Georgie to reconcile? Yes. Well, he wants them to not be fighting Renee, so that uh, they won't be fighting because one's supposed to be uh, the maid of honor and one's supposed to be the best man at his wedding. So he doesn't want to have drama at his wedding. So he wants them to squash the beef. So, <clears throat> um, Florian's like, I agree with you. Love is important, right? But at right now, I think you guys should just be friends. And then Florian is like my favorite thing because he says my to everything, you know, my Stacy, my Darcy. And here he's like, all right, my Georgie. It's okay, my Georgie. I love that. I love it. I'm going to start doing that. My C. Cruz, my Shelly, <laughs> my Redella, <laughs> my Amanda. Um, so Darcy's getting ready for her big date with uh, Cicero. And don't forget, Cicero kind of threw her to the curb the last episode because they were supposed to have a date. And then last minute he calls while she, she was on her way to see him um, and canceled, right? So again, for me, I don't know if I could do like a redo because that is a big turnoff for me personally. But she gives him another chance. So she's getting ready. And um, she is giving herself, you know, words of affirmation. She's wearing this sparkly, like, rhinestone top. And she's like, this top is so me. It's shining bright like a diamond, just like me. Which is such a Darcy thing to say, right? <clears throat> so she gets ready. She wears this really nice white pantsuit. Um, which is kind of the first time I've actually ever seen her in something like just regular, if that makes sense. Right. So, uh, she goes downstairs and he picks her up in this yellow SUV Lamborghini and she is excited about it. She's like, this is the first time I've ever been in such a beautiful car. And she's like, you look amazing. And I was like, you look amazing. This fool didn't even dress up. He wore a white Yves Laurent t-shirt, you guys. Yes, it was designer, but it was still just a t-shirt. And black sweats for his date. Meanwhile, as you can see, Darcy has a full-on suit and sparkles on for the date. So I was like, oh, Darcy's just gassing him up, saying that he's looking beautiful. He's looking amazing. Like, really, Darcy, t-shirt and sweats, he didn't really put too much of an effort into it. But I know that you are completely, like, in love with the car and in love with the lifestyle that you're thinking is about to happen. Because last episode, you were already talking about wedding plans and all and such. So, 
Um, so she talks about how when she was with Georgie, Georgie didn't even have a car. He didn't have a bicycle, she says. And uh, he never picked her up because his car got repoed, if you guys remember that from season one. And she's like, basically, I drove him everywhere like I was his Uber driver, which is true because he didn't have a car and he didn't have a job and he didn't have any money. So where she went, he went. And all I remember, you guys, all the time is the fact that he would go out to eat and he had, uh, what's the saying? Like caviar. He had a caviar lifestyle on a beer budget because he liked the finer things. He's the only one that ate oysters in the group, but he would order a ton of oysters, knowing full well, order a bottle of champagne, knowing that he ain't got no job and he ain't got no money, so he's not paying for it. But please keep it all flowing. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Champagne taste with the beer budget, that part. Aw, thanks for the support. Lisa's like, greetings, Linda. Back to watch a live review of a show I'll never watch. You're missing out, Lisa. This is pure reality TV gold. So Darcy's excited about this date. I mean, she was excited as soon as she got into his Lamborghini. And he takes her for a rooftop drinks. And he talks about how he likes her energy, her sense of humor. He feels chemistry with her. And he definitely feels an attraction to Darcy. He says, he says that she has a different type of beauty and her own style. And that's what caught his attention. And so he thinks because she's just so different and everyone else in Miami dresses the same, it made her stand out. So he's all for trying to get to know her a little bit better, right? So they get to the place having drinks, you guys. And I'm thinking, okay, it's going not too bad because Darcy's like making jokes. Apparently some of the rhinestones on her, her shirt were falling off. And she's like, oh, you know, the rhinestones are falling off my shirt. And she's like, pew, pew. And he started laughing because that's funny, right? Because they were falling off of her chest area. And so for pew, 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 pew. I think it's hilarious too. But so they had like a fun little moment there. And then Darcy starts stewing. Darcy, right? So Darcy wants to let him know that she needs a man that's driven, that's successful minded, that matches her frequency. Um, And then guess what happens? She starts crying. I, I, I was like the, I know that Darcy is not crying on the first date. I know Darcy cannot be crying on the first date, but yes, she starts crying. She's crying. She's like, I wasted my life on men that are just not for me. And she's like, you know, these men brought me down. And this is where what I've been telling you for season upon season upon season to finally hear her say it, I was like that part. 
So she literally says, quote, maybe my self-esteem is not high enough, end quote. That's number one, which I've been saying since day one. And if you guys think about it, obviously that's part of why she continues to get a ton of surgeries. She continues to do use all the filters because whatever standard, and I keep telling you guys this, the standard of beauty that she grew up with in <clears throat> Timbuktu, Connecticut, with no diversity and no one that looked like them was a problem for her. She got bullied. They got teased. They had no friends. It was just the two of them. Then they suffered a huge loss with their brother, who obviously was older and probably their protector. All of those things happened. And they held on to that trauma. And I'm going to share a little story with you. <clears throat> if you, okay, so how do I want to share this? So when I was in elementary school, I had a teacher that just could not deal with the texture of my hair. She didn't like it. She brought it up to the class all the time. And at that time I had like little Afro puffs, you know, with the like beads or sometimes it was braided, whatever my mom would do. And she would mention it every single class. And I would go home and I would cry because she made me feel different than everyone else. And finally, uh, there was a day where she made a big deal. She put her hands in my Afro puffs. And long story short, my mom came down and talked to the, the, the principal, talked to the, the teacher. The teacher did get reprimanded, but my mom's like, you know, bump this. I'm taking my child out of the school and this is why. And the school board will be hearing about this. So... I tell you that story to say that there are oftentimes, if you don't have the support group, if you don't have um, people that love you and understand you and can explain to you that maybe, you know, you're taller than this person, or maybe your hair looks different, or maybe your nose looks different, or maybe your eyes look different. If you don't have diversity and loving and understanding people surrounded by you, then yeah, you're going to have some trauma that you hold on to that you don't know how to process because no one has taught you how to process it. So if I didn't have like my mom, who's full on African, to explain how uh, Western culture, because they don't know and they haven't seen it, they are curious about it. And sometimes it's in a malicious way. Sometimes it's in a curious way. And it's not your job to teach them, but if you want to teach them, you can. But know that it doesn't take away from who you are as a person. You're beautiful, you're strong, all the things, right? And so I don't think that Darcy had that in her mom. I think she might have had that in her dad, but her dad also was grieving the loss of his eldest son going through divorce and all the things. Not that I'm making excuses for him, but what I'm saying is that being... <clears throat> a mixed race child in an all white system can be hard on being a minority. I'm going to say can be hard if there's no one else that looks like you, that you can commiserate with or talk and share with. So I think um, as an adult, that's what Darcy's holding on to. She's holding on to all of that trauma. Um, <clears throat> Vanessa says, sounds like dad was on the road when they were young too. Not sure if mama had the tools to protect and educate them. That part. 
Yes. And Joslo says the same thing. He was traveling a lot. So I say all that to say that for her to admit in this episode that her self-esteem is not high enough. And maybe she says, quote, maybe I felt I didn't deserve more End quote. These are all the things that I've been saying over and over again. If you don't have the esteem and you're looking for others to validate you and in who you are guess what a it's always going to disappoint you and b when someone lashes out to you or uh, criticizes you guess what it's going to destroy you because you don't have the inner tools to say hey you know what that's only that one person's opinion and who knows where that's coming from maybe they're dealing with their own issues and they are projecting those issues onto me Right. If you don't know how to sort through that, then, yeah, it's going to destroy you. And then all of a sudden you're doing all the things that you're doing. You're dating the wrong people. You're supporting a grown ass man. You're hoping for validation and love through attention and material things. And then to top it all off, you're doing a bunch of surgeries to, to attain what you're trying to attain, whatever you think that society has said the standard of beauty is. And again, Darcy and Stacy grew up in, you know, the Barbie era where Barbie was the only standard of Western beauty. And now, right, 2023, the standard of beauty is in all different shapes and sizes and skin tones and all the things. So she didn't have that. And if she says she's doing the work, then good for her. But if she's not doing the work, then she's going to hold on to that trauma for a very long time. Uh, Sea Crew says, I understand from moving off the reservation to a small town, then finally a huge town with diversity. See that part. I just really think that you guys, diversity is so important. Uh, I think that traveling is important. Um, and I think that not getting caught up in what other people say is beautiful right and that's hard to do right because especially now that we're all on social media and all on the internet and we're so uh celebrity driven and infamous driven and all the things right and those people have the money to look amazing and i think it's important one of the things i do respect about darcy and stacy is they don't hide the fact that they get plastic surgery i same thing with yara I think that when you um, get a nip and a tuck and all of a sudden like you're looking like extra good and you don't tell, especially young girls, that this is what you've done, then you are putting a false narrative out there and an unrealistic standard of what beauty should look like. But if you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm happy with myself. I love myself. But you know what? Guess what? I'm, I'm going to like for me, I'm going to get rid of these little bags under my eyes. I'm not because they don't bother me. They're not that bad. But if I wanted to get like a Botox or whatever, I would share because I think that that's an important, be honest so that the next person who's thinking, oh, you know what? I don't like this about myself, but I don't know how and all and have all these questions. And then they go online and they see all these beautiful people that have airbrushed their face when really they don't look anything like that in real life. You know, you got to be honest. That's all. That's the point of my TED Talk. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Vanessa says, I think it's interesting that they're comfortable with white guys who are not American. Also, they both halted 
met maturation at the time of trauma explains why younger men are appealing that part yep so yes it's imp all i'm saying is just love on yourself you guys and don't take it all too seriously because really it's not and life is way too short you know i life is way too short that's what i'll say it's too short and too many things happen in the world and in life for us to be nitpicking on some bullshit. So that being said, I really wish that Darcy and Stacey would just love on themselves. I think that it's important for them to go to therapy. I think it's important for them to actually do the work. And even though Darcy says she's doing the work, I'm not sure if she really is, but we'll see. So as she's crying, Cicero's looking at her like, hey, don't cry. Don't worry about it. You know, I've had some bad dating experiences myself. Um, and then he cuts the date super short. Now, I don't blame him, y'all, because I would be freaked out if I'm on a first date with someone and they're like spilling their guts and crying. It's a lot to take on a first date, right? Because you're going to be like, well, I'm not, like, is this person ready to date? I'm not really their therapist. I kind of didn't sign up for this. It's like first date. It's not like we've been in a long-term committed relationship. So he says, you know, let's do this again next time. Um, let's bring the, let's have a gr the girls come with us and, you know, we'll have a great time and I'll have a surprise for you. And he cuts the evening short. And Darcy's now worried that she's scared him away with his emo her emotions. And I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that Darcy scared him away by crying and talking about what she needed and, and talking about low self-esteem and what she deserves and doesn't deserve? Do you think that she scared him away? <clears throat> the second thing I want to ask you, because I'm about to go off. Okay. Okay. So it's a different generation. So first of all, first date, I would probably, actually not probably, I would absolutely not have the guy pick me up. I just wouldn't do it. I watch too many true crimes, all the things. Plus if the date is not a great first date, then the person knows where you live and who knows, they could be like a crazy psycho and they could like stalk you. I had one dude that I hadn't even met him. All I told, and I normally just say like, wherever I'm living, the general area. So if I'm in Los Angeles, I'm in Los Angeles, right? I'm not telling you I live in this neighborhood of Los Angeles. But then he's like from like Timbuktu, like Oxnard or some crazy place like that. And he says to me that, oh, hey, are you around? I'm in your area. And then I'm like, what area would that be? Like, how would you know what area I'm in? He's like, oh, well, I'm in Los Angeles. Aren't you in Los Angeles? And I was like, yeah, but Los Angeles is a huge city. So where do you think I am? And the simple, anyways, you guys, I'm not even going to go into that. So first of all, I would not. On a first date, I would absolutely, yes, Gretchen, too much ID channel. I would absolutely not be picked up. We would meet at the spot and figure it out from there. However, she had him come pick her up. Now, if this was like, if we were dating, and if I was like mm, six dates in, then I would be like, okay, you can come pick me up. So six dates in, you come pick me up. Let me tell you something, y'all. Okay. And it might be, that might be why I'm single. I have just too many standards, weird standards. But what you're not about to do is you're not about to pick me up, take me on a date, end the date early, and then leave me at the spot. 
That's what you're not about to do. If you pick me up, best believe you are driving me home. Why am I, why did he get in his car, his super yellow Lamborghini and drive off? And meanwhile, you, as the night is falling, you left your date standing at the curb to fend for herself? Have you lost your, all of this opening doors and, and paying for meals and drinks or whatever? That's bullshit. First and foremost, you should think of the woman's safety and you should, if you picked her up from her safe home, bring her back to her safe home and wait until she gets into her building. How about that? So when I go back to when Darcy literally said, maybe I felt I didn't deserve more. This is why I question when she says she's doing the work. Because what you're not about to do is take me on a first date and leave me. Do you not think you deserve more, Darcy? Don't be, don't be um, blindsided. Don't be like, what's what am I trying to say, you guys? Don't be blinded by the the glitz and the glamour. Don't be blinded by the fact that he pulled up in a Lamborghini. You don't know this fool. You don't know if he's renting it for the day. He's leasing it. You don't know anything about him. You've never been to his home. You don't know where his job is at. You don't know nothing about him. All you know is that he pulled up in a yellow Lamborghini and he left your ass. Do you think you deserve more? Why, Darcy? Yes, you do. So those are my questions for you. First question, would you have someone pick you up on a first date at your home? Let me know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments. I do want to absolutely have that conversation. Second of all, if you get picked up, is do you expect the person to drop you off? Uh, Amanda says, I think those SUV Lambos are weird. They're all over. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A place here, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised. I read an article recently, actually just today, and this is totally off topic, but when I make my Florida jokes, I make my Florida jokes and I think of specific people. So article today said a man in Florida opened his door and he got bit by an alligator. <laughs> now it's not funny. Because it's not funny, but like, why is there an alligator at your door? And only in Florida. Anywho. <laughs> Florida is like its own country. Do you know what I mean? It's like its own little sub-country inside of America. All right, so, but beautiful beaches, beautiful beaches, some beautiful people, some crazy people, but it's definitely its own little microcosm. Okay, so um, we flash forward to Aniko and Aspen. 
have to because I show. So where I live, it hasn't rained in over a month. The gators are walling out. See, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't open my door, and all of a sudden, there's a gator ready to bite off my arm. Like I, I just wouldn't want that. Vanessa said, yeah, I'm not here for the gators either. All right. So, okay. So Gretchen answered the question. Um, yes, you're dropping me back off. Kathy says, I thought he asked if he could give her a ride. Well, Kathy, he didn't really say that. What he said was this. I'm leaving. Are you coming with me? But he said it in the fact like, don't, don't, you're not coming with me. That's how he did it. He didn't say, hey, date's over. Let me take you home. Are you coming with me? And then she said, oh, maybe another time. Meaning she thought that he was inviting her to go do whatever he was about to do next. Not that he was going to drive her home. Um, Connie says, I don't care what car you drive. You pick me up. You drop me off. The least a man can do. Facts. That part, Connie. That part. So, okay, so Annika and Aspen, uh, they're picking up clothes because, you know, Annika's going off to university and I just love the relationship. And here's what I think. I think that Annika and Aspen are so tight because um, they've had to be. I think that the cycle has kind of repeated itself uh, in that when Darcy and Stacy were growing up and just like we talked about in the group chat, um, their their parents, her especially their dad, was not around, right? Just like you guys said in the chat, he traveled a lot, he worked a lot, he was grieving all the things. And fast forward, now we have Aniko and Aspen, and Darcy's not around. Darcy's like living in a different state right now. She's you know on TV. She's worried about herself and her love life and all the things. She's not their primary caregiver. So just like how Darcy and Stacy. Uh, were each other's protectors and with just the two of them you're seeing that with Annika and Aspen so you literally seeing history repeating themselves itself in their family history which the one thing I think that is better is that Mike, the granddad, is in a different place in his life so he's been able to be more supportive and more of a primary caregiver for Annika and Aspen. However, I personally don't know if that is going to help in their future relationship with their mother. Because if you look at Darcy and Stacy and their relationship with their mom, their relationship with their dad, and then you, you fast forward and look at how Annika and Aspen are almost like the adults to Darcy and Stacy. It's the same thing repeating itself. <clears throat> so they're supporting each other. Annika is picking out outfits for school and then Darcy calls and guess what? It's not about Annika and Aspen. Hey, what are you guys doing? Yeah, they're like, oh, we're picking up um, school clothes. Oh, that's great. Guess what? I got the collab and uh, we're launching our new line. And oh, by the way, I'm making another song. And both girls at the same time was priceless. Went, oh. <laughs> Just like that, oh. 
with the silence. And Darcy's like, you want to hear it? And Aspen, the younger girl says, you know, I don't know if my ears can deal with that right now. And Darcy gives them a sample anyways, right? And the sample being, don't forget, uh, I'm on top, hair done, nails did, I can't stop, I'm on top, bag check, respect, what I got, I'm on top. Now, Annika's like, um, yeah, I like the beat, uh, but for the vocals, you can do better. And then Aspen's like, yeah, you need to put some auto-tune in that. You need... What do you need? You need some auto-tune. This is why auto-tune was invented. So that if you can't sing, then at least you sound like technology. Dun, dun, dun. Should I do the song again? Well, yes, I should. The song goes, the lyrics go like this. I'm on top, hair done, nails did. I can't stop. I'm on top, bag check, respect what I got. I'm on top. Love it. Thanks for using. How can you not think that that is not TV gold? It's TV gold, y'all. This is priceless. Everyone's laughing at me. Laughing, laughing. Mic check. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two, one, two. All right. So, um, yeah, Aspen says that, so Aspen goes to Cameron and says that her mom is tone deaf and that her mom is not the best singer. And she definitely needs auto-tune. And she's like, you know, I respect that they she wants to make music and be creative, but like she's tone deaf. She's tone deaf and she's not a great singer. And I was like, you know what? She's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. Uh, so <clears throat> Darcy goes on to continue to make it about herself. And she tells her daughters that um Georgie's in town and you know she doesn't know how she feels about it and she's mad about it and blah 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 all the things and they're like you know what if you meet with him you're probably going to give him false hope to get back together and all the work that you've done you're going to take steps back and that's going to be detrimental and I felt bad because they were like you know if our mom was here first of all your mom's not there so I mean, what does that say? But if our mom was here, we would just keep a hawk eye on her to make sure that she doesn't slip back into bad behavior and then do something that she's going to regret. I was like, the, why on all of 90 Day Fiance shows that the kids are like the adults? The kids have common sense. Why is that? So <clears throat> Darcy uh, meets with matchmaker Michelle. And just FYI, Watching the preview of next week. Oh, I can't wait for the sparks. Spark, 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 spark. Because she wants to meet with Michelle to talk about how her date with Cicero went. And 
Darcy's like, you know, she likes him. She likes that he's driven, all the things. And Michelle says, well, he's given me some feedback as well. We speak in Spanish together. But basically, he says he's smitten with you. He says you're gorgeous. And he would like to continue seeing you. Would you like to continue seeing him? And then uh, Darcy says yes. And she's happy, right? And the thing that I'm concerned about is she's happy because guess what? She's like, oh, he likes me. He really likes me. Well, I don't know if he really likes you, but he's interested in getting to know you some more to see if he really likes you, Darcy. So like, calm down and just take a step back and like, have a good time. Enjoy going on dates, enjoy the dating process and see what happens. You know, like you just, it's, Again, you can't get your confidence and esteem from someone else because if someone else is giving you a little bit of attention, guess what? You're going to fall for them. And maybe you're falling for the wrong person because it's not about the person. It's about the attention that they're giving you. And that's really sad. <clears throat> so then uh, Darcy, because Darcy needs to tell everyone that Georgie's in town, she tells Michelle, oh, I have a situation going on with my ex-fiance. Because everyone has to know that she was engaged to this guy. Um, she explains like the best man situation and how he's in Emma in Miami right now and how Florian wants them all to get together. And Michelle really tries to give her some good advice. He's she's like, you know what? Maybe Georgie's manipulating Florian, and maybe he's doing it to get to you. And you know, you have to make some decisions and you have to set some boundaries and if you don't, it's going to be hard for you to be your authentic self. It's going to be hard for you to move forward. And yeah, it can be hard to enforce boundaries, especially with family members. But Darcy, if you don't enforce some boundaries and say, this is what works for you and this is doesn't what works for you, then you're going to be in the same place that you always are. And we're trying to push you past that. <clears throat> so it's sad. Hey, Rodella says, Darcy doesn't know how to do that. She falls in love too quickly. And Vanessa says, like Cat Williams, so it's called self, S-E-L-F, all caps, esteem. It's the esteem of yourself, that part, right? You got to love yourself. Got to have that self-esteem because if you don't have it, then, and especially you guys, people can see that, especially predator type people, they can see that and they're, get, they're going to latch on to the parts of you that are the most vulnerable. And so if you haven't done the work and you don't, again, have the esteem and think you're worth something, that's how you get into these crazy relationships that you don't really want to be in, but you're stuck on, like Darcy, the attention. You're stuck on the bling. You're stuck on the status. You're stuck on the fact that, do you know that there are people who are married just to say that they're married? They'd rather be married in a shit-ass marriage then be single and say that they're single because for whatever reason, right? Society has made it so that if you're a single person, that means there's something wrong with you or you have esteem issues or you can't be by yourself or all the things. And it's sad to me that that's the case, right? Cause you, whether you're single or in a relationship or other, or whatever, at the end of the day, love yourself. And that's all that matters. And again, I'm going to say it like I said earlier, life is too short to be caught up in the bullshit. Life is too sh darn short. And for all the things, especially that we've gone through in the last three years with the pandemic and, and 
loss of people and loss of jobs and homeless or unhoused and the homeless and all the things there's, you know, if he doesn't drive a Lambo, that's okay. You see what I'm saying? Like pick and choose what you think is important because at the end of the day, life is too short. So too short. Okay. So she gets this feedback about Florian and Georgie. And so she decides that she's going to try to do something about it. Right. So she's back at her apartment. She's setting up a bookcase. And again, here comes Florian saving the day because again, this fool is so funny y'all. So she asked Florian to come down to help her set up this bookcase and she could barely get the bookcase out of the, the packaging. She almost breaks a nail. She's all dulled up. She's got like this little boob top on. She's like, I'm just like, is that, do you see me? I'm at home right now and I have sweats on. Do, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay. Maybe I have a, a little bit of makeup, but not even a lot because I'm like, I'm at home. I'm not, anyways, that's a whole other story. So Florian comes down and Florian's like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's a bookcase. And she's like, he's like, why did you buy a bookcase? I've never seen you read a book or nothing. I mean, you have no books in your life. <laughs> Florian, I just love it. Okay, so she proceeds to tell him that she doesn't feel comfortable with Georgie being there and that Georgie shouldn't be the best man and that Georgie's manipulating him. And he's like, well, you're dating this this Cicero guy and you think that he's a good guy just because he's rich. You know, money doesn't make you rich. Money doesn't make you a good guy. And, you know in order to be a good person, you have to have a good heart. And I, I was like, go ahead and preach Florian. Cause that's true. Just because you have money doesn't mean that you're a good person. So I get it. I get it, Florian. Like I get it. Mind you, you know, he has a little bit of an ulterior motive there because you know, he ain't got no money and he ain't got no job, but he's still preaching facts. So <clears throat> He's like, you know what? You're saying all this stuff, but I can't be manipulated. He said, he's not manipulating me. He goes on to say that, you know, people can change. And he says, the reason why I invited him to be my best man is because, you know, I have no family here. My family can't come because of visas and all of that. So they won't be at the wedding. I don't have anybody. So I feel alone and, you know, it's lonely. I feel lonely, he said. And the closest thing to family I have are you and Stacy, and second, I have Georgie. So I want him to be at my wedding. He's not manipulating me. It's because he is indeed my only friend. So Darcy had a little bit, she's like, okay, well, let me think about it. She had a little bit of a change of heart. And then it's nighttime and we see Stacy and Flor or Florian pulling up to the spot where they're supposed to meet Georgie and Darcy. Now, they show up and I just, I just don't even know what was going on here. And I'm going to take myself off.
I'm confused by this scene because Florian is obviously, you know, not a big dude, but clearly that shirt does not fit you, Florian, because for it to be busting loose like that, I don't understand. And then let's go over to Georgie. Like, I, I just don't know what's happening here. What is happening here? Ill-fitting clothes. That's what's happening. And clearly these two are having a bromance, by the way. They shop at the same stores. <laughs> like, why even wear a shirt? That shirt is a boy's medium. <laughs> that old song, I'm too sexy for my clothes. Oh my God, you guys are on it. I love it. So they get to the spot and they have some niceties, right? Georgie asks how the wedding planning is going, says that they look good, says that they look happy. And then he obviously asks about Darcy. And then Darcy arrives, you guys. And Darcy arrived just like how she arrived at the studio. She came in hot, guns a-blazing, she had on this black bodysuit, glitter boots to match her glitter uh, purse, the same purse that her sister Stacy was carrying, if you didn't notice that. Um, and she came in saying that she was shining like a diamond, but her attitude was not shining like a diamond, you guys. Her attitude was way over the top. Like you knew she was about to freak the F out. You knew it as she was walking in. So... <clears throat> She sits down and she's giving stank eye to everybody. Stank eye. Stank eye to Georgie. Stank eye to Florian. She didn't even look over at Stacy. <laughs> Vanessa says, that's Florida style, right? Let's ask Amanda. Here they call it a smedium. <laughs> so um, they exchange some niceties. Um Georgie asks about her family, asks how she's doing, and he then goes into how well he's doing. He says that he's building his massage business again. Um, he's investing in real estate, and he's doing really well. Now, she's pissed, and she's like, you know, it would have been nice if you took that initiative when we were together. Um, and then not even five minutes in, you guys, as you see in this picture, it's just water on the table. Can I order a drink? Can I get comfortable before you like come in asking all the questions? But no, Georgie is taking the opportunity to ask all the things he wants to ask that he hasn't been able to ask in the last, what, half year. So he's like, so who are you dating now? Cause like, I heard you're dating some rich guy with a nice car. And then Darcy freaks out and looks at Florian and says, why are you telling him my business? And then turns to Georgie and it's like, it's none of your business. And then Georgie ignores all of that. He ignores the outward hostility that she's um, sending him or giving him. And he pulls out this box, you guys. And in the box, it was either a diamond necklace or a diamond bracelet, but it was a diamond trinket and says to her 
ignoring the daggers she's throwing his way, that he cares about her, that he misses her, and it's hard to control himself because he misses her so much. She's beautiful. She's shining. He doesn't want to be without her. He wants to get back together with her. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow down. You've been seeing her for five seconds. You already brought a gift out. You're professing all this love. Britt says this episode, we make hits, doing it big, respect. Britt, you missed you missed it. You got to go back and watch the beginning of the show because you got to see uh, we sang some songs. <laughs> Aw, Vanessa said, it's so good to see you here, Amanda. It's like old times. Yes, everyone. We interrupt this show because uh, old G superstar, uh, has shown up two days in a row this week. Can we go ahead and take a moment of silence? I don't have any magic crystals or anything, but I do have a Hello Kitty pen. So let me just go ahead and rub the Hello Kitty pen and 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 twirl it around abracadabra booyah 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 bring amanda back tomorrow and the next day and every day after that All right, there's not that much left. I can't start laughing. Okay, so um <laughs> Okay, so after the diamonds and all the professing love stuff. Darcy's pissed. She's like, you know what? You're trying to trick me. You're trying to manipulate me. And you're trying to manipulate my family. And she gets up. And as only Darcy can do, she storms out and says, goodbye forever. <laughs> of course, Georgie storms after her meanwhile stacy's yelling at florian saying this is all your fault you're gonna sabotage our wedding your plan obviously backfired you clearly didn't know what you were doing and he's like what this is not my fault do you speak english he says to his own wife do you speak english i was like um i know you're trying to be mad at her but that makes no sense meanwhile outside Darcy and Georgie are fighting. He's like, I'm here because I love you. Is that guy you're dating better than me? I love you too. I love you. I still love you. I'm sorry. I love you. And she's like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm done. Infamous last words, you guys, because you know what? Guess what? They're never done. And guess what? I am absolutely still convinced that these two are going to get back together. Twin wedding. Here we come. 
you guys, I love Darcy and Stacey. I love this show. There's so much. You got a little bit of music. Okay. You got a little bit of music. You got a little bit of fashion. You've got high drama. You get to have like the best one-liners. Like what's not to love? Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for being here. I love y'all. I love the live chat. I have tears running down my, my face. It's not building up in my nose because I'm laughing too hard. I'm trying to hold it all in. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. And I will see you guys all back here tomorrow. And uh, bye for now. Toodaloo. Peace and love and positivity. I wish you a way back Wednesday with joy and happiness. <laughs> bye, guys. Oh, when is MILF Manor? I'm doing MILF Manor tomorrow. Catching up on MILF Manor. I even have my notes. Where are my notes? Right here? Where is MILF Manor? Yeah, right here. I have my MILF Manor right in front of me. We'll do MILF Manor catch up tomorrow because there's a lot going on. And let me tell you, MILF Manor watchers, I know there's not a lot of us, but these women have been going hardcore on social media uh, going live together, all the things. They're all friends. They're all like connecting. It's quite weird. So we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right, you guys, for real, for real. Bye for now.